everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, DVTPFL. It is Wednesday. It's April 28th. It's 2021, and we have 10 NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Dre, Drizzy26. What's happening, my friend? Uh, not much. Just hanging in there, you know, trying to hopefully have a good night tonight and hopefully come in first if these last games and towns picks it up in the um, second quarter and beyond that. What about yourself? Um, waiting to see what the Padres do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you when you have three one-offs and they all hit home runs, um, you're just patiently waiting for your stack to start. So that's that's where my night is at right now. So we'll see nice. what happens. Um, all right, let's get into it. We got so many games to get through, so we're gonna we're gonna jump right in because there is so much to break down, and it is the night before, and this is going to be a slate where a lot is going to change from the time we record this podcast until the time that slate happens. So first look, pay attention to the news. That's the biggest thing. We are presented by superdraft.com. If you haven't checked them out, head on over there. Sign up using promo code GRINDERS for a $50 instant deposit alongside the 50% deposit match bonus up to $500 on your first deposit of $50 or more. So take advantage of that promo. Um, Like I said, use promo code GRINDERS. And um, yeah, loving what they're doing over there on Superdraft. So, all right. A lot to get through 10 games. We start with Orlando at Cleveland. No total in this game. Um, as far as Orlando goes, Michael Carter-Williams is out. Ennis is questionable. Fultz is out. Isaac's out. Porter's out. And Ross is doubtful. And then on the Cavs side, Deladova's out. Um, Hartstein's out. Nance is out. Prince is out. Sexton's out. Um, so a lot of injuries in this one. Is there anything standing out to you for the Orlando Magic? Uh, for Orlando Magic, everyone seems like they're priced appropriately, honestly. Uh, one person I would consider playing on this side is just Cole Anthony. Um, against Cleveland, they're both they're both teams are shorthanded. It should be a little bit of a fast-paced game, but Cole Anthony is the only person I would consider, um, like I said, locking um, – not locking in, but loading up and, and having my player pool tomorrow. Um, I feel like Wendell Carter Jr. at 6.6K on DK is a little bit – uh, a little bit high and out of my price range as far as going to play for him and his and what upside he has. And I, and I think he is still going to be on a minutes restriction, if I'm correct. Um, and then um, possibly, you know, you can get to take some shots out of the Obama tournaments. Uh, but that's really it from that side of the game. Listen, my magic are terrible. Um, so play them with a lot of caution because they're, they're, they're rough. Um, Okiki is someone that I think is interesting for tournaments just because this is a high draft pick that got hurt and missed his whole first year. And I feel like they want to get him minutes as much minutes as possible. This is a guy I feel like they want to be part of the future of this team. So I think Okiki is someone that should play the 30 minutes regardless of what the score is. And I think that's kind of huge. Um, Yeah. I don't hate Mobamba. Um, it's just his minutes are all over the place. The nights that he's going to get 25 plus minutes, he he probably crushes. So especially against Cleveland. Um, on the Cleveland side, obviously a lot of injuries here. Do you have any interest in the Cleveland side? Um, probably more. I would probably take more look at them on FanDuel. I'm pretty sure, but 
Darius Garland, he's he's always in play for me. Um, I like I like how he's been playing, especially without Sexton. He's going to get a lot of the uses. Seti Austin, his price obviously has gone up a little bit, but still at five k, he's still a decent play. Not not a home run play as he has been the past couple nights. Um, at least on DK. Um, let me look at his price on Fanduel real quick for you guys to see what it is. Uh, let's see. Austin oh five point five k so yeah he's not that he's not that lock anymore like he was in the past couple of nights when he was on the slate so um just pretty much Garland would be the only one I would target and obviously Jared Allen who's always a good tournament play um I, and honestly I would definitely maybe to target um Jared Allen a lot more um especially if Kevin Love is gonna not gonna play. Um, I don't know what's going on with that situation there. Um, I don't know if you saw what happened in the last game Kevin Love participated in when he just threw the ball in bounds and caused the team for a turnover for a Raptors quick um, three. So they might I, – I feel like Kevin Love might be at his wit's end and might not want to play with play for them anymore. But we'll see. Um, I would just keep an eye on that. But if not, then, D, then Wade, um, who was obviously in play to begin with, would be a phenomenal play as well. Yeah, I think Garland's probably the only guy that I have interest in. I feel like with Sexton out, Garland's probably the best option. I think the rest are all coin flips. You mentioned Osman. Um, he's going to play a ton of minutes. So at 5K, I think he's in play. It's really just going to depend on what value opens up throughout the day. Like, it's as simple as that. Um, moving on here, we have Atlanta at Philly. No total in this game. Um, Goodwin is questionable. Herder is doubtful. Hunter is out. Reddish is out. Snell is out. Trey Young is out. And then on the Sixers side, Mike Scott is questionable. Um, let's start here with Atlanta. No Trey Young. Um, Herder is questionable or doubtful. Um, like, what are we looking at here for the Hawks? Like, it is is Lou Williams going to have to play like 30 minutes? He should, honestly, but um, it depends on how many minutes they want to give Chris Dunn, too. That's someone who um, we have to keep an eye on, too. I don't know if they want to increase his minutes, um, give, him a, give him a heavy workload, but Lou Williams is someone I definitely love tomorrow in tournaments, um, along with Bogdanovich. Um, I know his price is 7 6, but if he's going to be handling the ball a lot, um, He's someone I definitely want because his usage is going to be a little bit high and he's going to be able to pretty much be like a point forward for the team. Um, but other than that, I really can't see myself getting to no one else. I can't pay 7-3 for John Collins. I never could. Um, maybe Clint Capella, but in GPPs, if anything, but 8-9 is still a steep price on DK to play pay for him. Yeah. Um, I think Atlanta is a tough team to try to figure out here. Um, I don't even know, man. Like, if you hear any kind of news uh, about like Chris Dunn playing more minutes with Trey Young out, I don't know. Um, it's so it's so you're you're just kind of guessing. You're guessing who's going to handle the ball. Like Bogdanovich might play point guard here, and he might be the guy that you want exposure to. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but that's the only guy like pretty much I would want exposure to for sure. Lou Williams obviously in GPP is taking shots on him, but Bogdanovich is the main piece just because, like you said, he's going to be handling the ball a lot and he's going to be playing pretty probably pretty much point guard for them. 
My my biggest concern about this game is just this game staying close too. Um, yeah. You know, especially when we go here and we're looking at Philly, like in beats ten six. Um, Simmons and Harris are actually both under eight K. Um, is there anything that you like here for the 76ers? Um, obviously the main piece is um those are those are the main pieces I would target. It's a ten game slate, so there's no need to get really um all that cute with this. So I would play probably if anyone probably from the scene would be Ben Simmons. Um, but that's really about it. Um, as far as with a lot of exposure too. Yeah. Um I hate playing Ben Simmons. Like Anybody that listens to the podcast knows that I hate playing Ben Simmons. Um, I don't know. I, I probably, I probably can't do it. I can't. I can't do it. Um, Charlotte at Boston. Um, is it? A, it's a back to back for both of these teams, right? Yes, it is definitely. Um, yeah. as far as injury news for this one, like we'll be waiting because. We know that Kimba's not going to play, right? Like, didn't that news come out that Kimba wasn't going to play? Um, yeah, the last next two games, about the next two games for sure. Right, and um, we don't know about Tatum. Um, and then we know that, like, on the other side, Hayward and Lamelo are not playing. Um, and we don't know about Williams either on Boston. So, like, this is a big question mark game. This one's really tough to break down the night before. Give me your thoughts here on uh, Charlotte. Charlotte, it's going to be tough. It's probably a good back-to-back game, um, good game against Milwaukee tonight. But um, with the prices being what they are, Devontae Graham has to be in play uh, and Terry Rozier because this Morgan Farris is the only guard out there who could pretty much probably play defense and guard one of them. So I like both of them today. Um as tournament plays more so definitely than anything. Uh, uh, I would probably play, get more exposure to having Graham on DK, and I would probably get more exposure to, I think, you know, Graham is still 5'7 on DK, to, I mean, on FanDuel too, so he's still cheap and pretty priced and priced appropriately. Um, so, yeah, that's one of my two main um, guys I would target. Um, get a little bit of Miles Bridges too. Um, seven four is expensive to pay for him on um on DK though, so I wouldn't target him over there. I would um probably pay him a little bit on Fanduel where you need a roster two small uh, small forwards, so he could be a GPP option for sure. Um, other than that, I can't see myself really against anyone else. PJ Washington's okay; it's, it's an okay play at six eight, but I'd rather go. I'd rather go um to some other power force we have later on um in the night. Um. Yeah, and then on the Boston side, I think it really all depends on Tatum, right? Whether or not he's going to be back for this game or not. Because if he's out, like this, the Celtics just lost to the Thunder. But we knew that like Jalen Brown was going to have a monster game, and he did. Um, I talked about him on the podcast yesterday. Um, Evan Fournier played 35 minutes. Pritchard played 33 minutes. Like this is all depending on what type of injury news we're looking at here. Oh yeah, definitely for sure. So like, yeah, when it comes to Boston, uh, if if everyone's out again, then you have to load up Jalen. You have to load up on Jalen Brown again. You just have to. He's probably will be just the lock of the night, the favorite play to play of the night, and that's it. Um, but if he, but if you get Jason Tatum back, then I would probably load him up, um, probably a little bit more than Jalen Brown, just because he had that day off. 
Um, but if not, then it would but pretty much it'd just be the main three guys, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and, and Tatum for me. Um, I don't like getting exposed to Tristan Thompson. I know he always grades out really well and probably will grade out well tomorrow, but um, I'm telling you guys, I, just don't play Tristan Thompson. I, w- I would wait for maybe the playoffs to play him, if anything. Yeah, I, I think – it really like you have to kind of just see what Tatum the the news is going to be on Tatum. Um, it dictates the whole Celtics ownership. Uh, Williams matters too, so like you know, see if he's out or not because you know Thompson really didn't like he was in foul trouble. Um, pretty sure that's what I was reading before the podcast. He was in foul trouble um, on Tuesday night. So Luke Cornett played, I think, like. Um, 18 or 19 or 20 minutes or something like that. And like had a big game at minimum salary, but that is, that is the definition of like three weeks to go in the NBA regular season. Um, Luke Cornett going off. Um, Moving on. We got the Lakers um, and the wizards in this one. Again, no total. I'm going to stop saying it because I think we only had like one total anyway. Um, KCP is probable. Uh, Caruso is questionable. Anthony Davis is expected to play. Dudley's out. Marcus Saul is expected to play. Um, LeBron is out, and Dennis Schroeder is expected to play. And then, really, just Bryant is out for the Washington side of things. So, um, let's start here with the Lakers. Um, you know, Anthony Davis returned, and he's kind of in that like thirty-minute range. He really hasn't had like a blow up game. Um, Drummond's minutes have kind of been all over the place. He really hasn't had a crushing game, but Drummond gets a matchup with Washington at 7,400. Like this is a spot he could put up 50 if he gets the minutes. I agree. I, I agree hundred um, percent. He's probably the only person that can play um, honestly from the Lakers um, tomorrow. Um, he's he's 7,400 on DK and six, six point. 9K on on FanDuel. Though he he's he might be one of the best, if not the best, center play tomorrow. Um, I really, really, really want to play Anthony Davis, but I don't know how to handle how he's been playing with the minutes. Uh, even though he's getting the, the minutes, he hasn't, like you said, had that blow up game. So, I, if you want to take a splash of him in tournaments, I would do that. Take a splash and and see. But I would probably personally wait and see for him to have that game. Um, unless I see him get a little bit more healthier uh, beforehand. Um, any interest here in the Washington side of things? Of course, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Russell Westbrook, <laughs> even at eleven point one k on on DK, he he's probably one of the the better plays on the slate. I understand it's going to be a tough matchup against the Lakers, but the pace is going to be a little bit faster since they have been playing a little bit faster, which makes this a more of an excellent matchup for the Lakers and why I, why I really do want to go to AD more, but uh, only, it will only be Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal for me to target GPPs um, due to just a big slate. And they definitely can do it in any single matchup, um, especially with a little bit of a watered down, um, but getting healthy Lakers team. Um, Westbrook's really the only guy he's 11 K, uh, but you know, he's one of few guys on most slates that can put up 80 plus fantasy points. Um, and then, and like, that's not even like crazy. Like that's really like his upside. So, um, moving on, we have Chicago at New York. Um, 
this is I think this is the game that we had a total, but I didn't write it down. Uh, Zach Levine's out. Troy Brown is out, and then Alec Burks and Mitchell Robinson are out for the Knicks. Um, what are you looking at here for Chicago? Honestly, probably no one. Um, but I think everyone's just priced honestly kind of appropriately um, as far as getting there. But it also is a matchup against New York. They play at a slow pace. Um, there's no, nothing I really like actually on on Chicago for for once. Um, not even Patrick Williams. So. Um, the only person I might be considering is anything is Daniel Tice, but nothing really other than that. Booch is 10-4, too expensive. Um, even though he could have a blow-up game, I just don't see it happening in a slow pace of in a slow matchup. Um, man, t- like it's tempting to play Vooch just to be different when spending up, but I just 10-4 is a lot for a guy that probably doesn't put up 60 in this spot like it's been i don't know if he's put up 60 since joining chicago um different role i I think like if you're gonna take shots on anybody it might be like kobe white but really like probably gonna pass um and then on the Knicks side like i'm probably gonna pass on the knicks too um not a lot standing out in this game derrick rose i think is the only guy that like i would play from this game I, I I agree. I would pass on the Knicks, but too. But the only person I would probably would play is be different, even though his price is high, is Julius Randle, because um, I know what he can do. You know, even though he's, even though he is, like I said, ten three on DK is a steep price way, but just to get different, I'd rather play him personally. Um. All right, we're moving on. That, that game stinks. Um. And I'm allowed <laughs> to move on fast whenever I want to. It's in my contract. Um. I'm joking, by the way. <laughs> San Antonio Spurs, <laughs> Miami Heat. Um, Lyles is out. White is out. And then on the Miami Heat side of things, um, we got Heroes questionable. Nuns questionable. Oladipo's out. Um, so a little bit of news definitely on the Miami side that's going to matter. What are your thoughts when it comes to San Antonio? San Antonio, I, I, I could definitely target DeJounte Murray on this league for sure. Um, he's a good play. Um, 7.3K is a little bit, it's a little bit high, but I think it's right there where he could. I think DraftKings is actually a phenomenal job of pricing people on, on the slate so far from what I'm looking at. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, though, at, at 8.4K, um, he's sort of thing you can still play. Um, and and uh, one other person I really like is Keldon Johnson. Um, he's a tournament play only, though, because uh, you never know what you're going to get out of him on most nights. But those are the three guys I would target from San Antonio. Um. Yeah, and then on the Miami side of things, like if we get news that some of these guys end up sitting, it would definitely open up a little bit. Um, we always we always see like you know Butler is one of those guys that when start when guys start to to be out, um, his his usage and stuff increases. Um, any thoughts here on the Miami side? Yeah, definitely. Um, Jimmy Butler is probably going to definitely be in play uh, if. If definitely, uh, like Tyler Hero and and Kendrick Nunn um, are ruled out. Um, but with that being said, I'll also target Gordon Dragic, regardless of whether um, or whether Tyler Hero and Nunn are out. Regardless, his price is it's fifty four hundred um, on DK, and he is, I believe, 
5,000 on uh, on FanDuel. I think he's a phenomenal tournament play tomorrow and a phenomenal play. He's, he's at a cheap price, and I think he has the upside for definitely 30 to 40 in this matchup um, against the San Antonio Spurs, who's been playing a little bit faster and who are not who, who have not been um, playing as well against guards lately. Um, so those are the people I would target for sure. Um, also, Bam out of bio. Um, he's someone I think even at 8.7k, he's that's too cheap for his upside. Um, we know he could dominate um, in any matchup and, and has the upside for 50 fantasy points. And this could be a matchup where he should have no problem against um, Yakko Perto that low. Um, moving on, cruising along here on this 10 game slate. Um, that's what happens when the basketball season gets dislayed and it's so unpredictable. Injury news. Um, Portland at Memphis. I know Portland's on a back-to-back, um, and then I didn't see anything on the injury news for Memphis. So we're kind of blind on the Portland side here. No injury report because they aren't a back-to-back. Um, anything standing out to you here for Portland? Uh, I know we talked about this before. I know people probably have talked about this before uh, from yesterday, but David Lillard is 8.1 on, on, on Fandle. Um, I know he hasn't been playing – up to normal Damian Lillard standards, but that's too cheap for his and his upside of what he brings. I know the team is healthy now, but I think you should play a lot of them tomorrow against Memphis, um, who who have been a little bit better lately um, defensively. I can't I can say that, and I've been playing better, but I still think that he he has well. Obviously, we know any given moment and any given time he has the upside for fifty to sixty fantasy points. So he's someone I would definitely have in, um, a lot of exposure to, more so on FanDuel being at 8.1K. Um, and vice versa on uh, DraftKings, CJ McCollum is someone I probably have more exposure to over there, being that he is uh, 8.1K. Um, I don't know. Do you think Nurkic is going to sit tomorrow or do you think he's going to play on the back-to-back? That's I a, would to me, that's think a good question. he would sit, um, but who knows? Yeah, I, I would think so too. And if he does sit, then Cantor's a great. It's it would be a phenomenal play at four point nine on DK um, and on Fanduel. Um, so I, I will look out for that news and pay attention to that because I think that's going to be uh, a good one. And I think it's actually going to be a good game. Robert Covington is also a good person to be in play tomorrow as well. Um, the other side in this one, Memphis side, like. It's always like the the same two guys from Memphis for me, um, and I don't know how much I like Morant and Valanciunas here, but like those are the two guys that like I almost always play from this team. No, I I get that, and to me, I like John Morant a lot. Um, he's been finally playing like how he was last year. I don't know if he's just getting to the groove of things, or it just took a couple injuries for him to get his uh, groove back, but he. He's playing like how he how he was last year when he was um where he where he was just stepping up and got the team almost into the playoffs. So I I, I like John Murray even at eighty one hundred because we know that Portland doesn't really play that much defense. Um, so eighty one hundred on Fanduel he's a good player in my opinion. Um, and even on 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 DraftKings at eighty two hundred as well. Um, Dylan Brooks you could target him in GPPs. I think he's a someone you should definitely take a look at. Uh, slow mo as well uh, is a good GPP call. 
um, I would look at. And I would, I kind of do want to play Jared Jackson since I know for sure that Portland's one of their, their main things that they struggle against is power forwards, but I don't know the minutes. Uh, so tournaments, I would definitely take a shot on him, but, but not have like a lot of exposure to him as well. And if, um, and if in the event that Nurkic is out, load of balance units, because I think that he would definitely, he could definitely have a big game against cancer down well. Yeah. Um, that's really it. Like we don't really want to play Triple J yet, right? The the kinda, minutes are kinda, the minutes are wishy washy. They're they're everywhere, but I kind of I kind of want to take a chance on them. And like I said, a little bit in tournaments, nothing crazy, because uh, he got to twenty four. So there's no reason why I can't see him getting twenty five minutes to maybe twenty seven minutes in this matchup. But it, it, like I said, it all just depends on how, how the coach feels. Maybe if we get a new some news that the coach is increasing his minutes limit, then I would target him. All right. Um, moving on. Utah at Sacramento. Um, again, no total oh, in this one. The, you see over the Denver game? Oh, I had I already moved it. That's my bad. New Orleans at Denver. Um, I moved my pencil and I totally skipped over that game. That's my fault. Um, Barton's out. Monte Morris is out. Murray's out. And then on the, on the Pelican side, Adams is questionable. Um, Alexander Walker is out. Hart is out. Um, and Johnson's probable. Let's start here. Um, on the new Orleans side of things, um, Zion 10, two, like this is a game that he can go off, but like 10, two is a tough ask. Yeah, there's uh, pricing for the stars is no joke tomorrow. Um, that's a very, very, very tough price to actually pay for. Um, I don't know if I, get, I he's the one player I think you can do it on. Um, I, I just don't know if I want to. Um, I, I can see, I, I think you have to actually, honestly, because the matchup against is Denver and they have not been the same defensive team, um, that they were last year. Um, and, and actually in the recent um, games as of late. So them, he's someone I would definitely target in tournaments for sure. Um, I also kind of don't mind taking shots at uh, Lonzo Ball here, um, 6.5K. A little pricey, I know, but um, his upside is definitely there there for sure. And I think this game has the potential to be um, up more up-tempo and go over the total that it's going to have. And Brandon Ingram, if he's going to be guarded by uh, Michael Porter Jr. Then uh, I I love Brandon Ingram as a as a GPP play tomorrow, um, and I will have um, a lot of exposure to him for sure. Um, the other side here, the Denver side, they are missing some guys. Um, what do we what do we think in here? Is this a spot that you know Jokic obviously Aaron Gordon's minutes are kind of you know all over the place, but it's been more of like the games haven't really stayed close. Do we really think like if this game stays close, he gets 30 minutes or do we think like he is only going to play like 22 to 25 minutes? I think that if it stays close, he's going to get that, that amount of minutes, honestly, uh, because I think even with the goal of thinking, that's going to be on pace to pay uh, 20, like 30 minutes and even in the Portland game too. So um, I would think that um, as well and probably, keeping my projections from playing about 30 minutes. I think he's going to be very competitive. 
Um, but in the event also, I know we have he said Steven Adams is questionable. If Steven Adams is out, just lock in Jokic. Just 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 lock him in. I know he's eleven K, but there's no way that he's not gonna dominate tomorrow. Um, especially if Steven Adams is out. Uh Willie Herner and Gomez would be an excellent and phenomenal tournament play as well, too, for that reason. But I think Jokic is, a, is one of the better plays on the slate for sure, regardless. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. too, as well as someone I would um, probably get more tar- uh, get in my lineups a lot. And if you want some value, um, you can go to you can go to uh, PJ Doge. I think he's cheaper on FanDuel, if I'm correct. On FanDuel, PJ Doge is he at 4.8K, so he's someone I would definitely probably take a look at um, playing a little bit more over there to have a little bit of a cheaper option at a shooting guard position. Um, Yeah, I was just kind of trying to figure out um, whether or not, like, Composa is somebody else to add um, with all these guys out to. Um, I, I think he is. Um, I think it's tricky though. I think he he definitely is. But one person too is Austin Rivers. He's been he's playing like twenty yeah. and twenty five yeah, yeah. minutes the last two couple games, so that might cut into composite compels those minutes as well. Yeah, I, I think Rivers is a great tall, great great call. Um, tall, great tall man. <laughs> I'm getting tired. Um, getting old. Utah at Sacramento. Um, we don't have injury reports for either one of these teams. Um, obviously we're going to be waiting for injury news from this one. And I don't think like neither one of these teams are on the second end of a back-to-back either. So it was weird that we don't have injury reports, but anyway, um, on the Utah side of things, you know, obviously we know Mitchell's probably out. They said a week or so for him. Um, that's the big news that we're going to be watching there. And then on the Sacramento side, um, we know that Fox is out, right? It was like, he's, he's health and protocols. So he's out for like 10 days or whatever. And Harrison Barnes got banged up in Monday's game. And I think Bagley, um, is another guy that is potentially not going to play and questionable. So let's start with Utah. Um, I don't think this game stays close to you. No, I don't. Um, it's just hard because Utah's been playing a little shaky lately. They, I don't know how they lost to um, Minnesota on back-to-back games, so it kind of has me a little worried about them because um, I feel like they're a little successful, um, a little um, suspect on defense without Donovan Mitchell, and that's kind, of, kind of weird to just even say. Um, but I, but either way, I would I would if you want to look at some guys in tournaments. Uh, Mike Conley, definitely for sure. Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, Bogdanovich, um, Royce O'Neal, who should have a lot of um, steals and block upside in this matchup. Um, you even get and, and also Rudy Gobert. Uh, those are the main, obviously the main usual suspects that you could play. Um, but that's all I would consider playing. Like I said, I would use this as more so for tournaments or filler pieces, if possible like your last piece in, because I don't think anyone's really going to own Utah tomorrow unless somehow the the line comes out and think it's going to be a close game and then Vegas knows something we don't know. Yeah. Um, if that happens, I think Utah is definitely a team you could look at um, because like pricing is, is, is nice. Like you can get, you can get everything you want for Utah and not have to pay like massive pricing for them. 
Um, on the Kings side of things, like if you are playing some Utah guys, you, you've got to think that um, Halliburton or Buddy Heald, one of these guys, or even like maybe Holmes are having like big games, especially if Barnes sits. Yeah, definitely for sure. Um, if if Barnes does play, though, I, I like him a lot. Um, I, I like him a lot in, um, at that forward position because I don't know who's going to be able to, to – um, guard him pretty much. I know Royce is a good defender, but I like the fact that Barnes can post up in there. Uh, but if he's out, then definitely you got to target Halliburton and Buddy and, uh, Heald a lot more. Their usage will go up and jump up a little bit more. Uh, Mo Harkless will probably become into play and be a, a phenomenal player just for his price at 3.8K because um, he's going to have to probably play around 30 minutes, I would assume. Um and then Holmes at 6.9K. Uh, I don't know if you saw on the minutes limit, which I think he is. Um, if he gets bumped up a little bit more, then he's definitely someone I want to play for sure. Um, all right, we finish it out with the Clippers and the Suns. Uh, again, um, no total on this one. Nicholas Batum questionable. Beverly out. Serge Ibaka out. Kawhi Leonard doubtful. Um, Crowder questionable, Nader out, Sarge questionable. Uh, let's start here with the Clippers. This should be a super competitive game. Um, and, and Paul George, I know he's coming off of a monster dud against the Pelicans, but I think this is a spot you go right back to the well. Uh, I, I, I tend to agree, but it's just kind of hard. I know he's gonna go with the uses, it's just that the match against Phoenix is tough. But but nine point eight k with all that usage, you you have to think about it, especially if Kawhi comes back. Since they're saying he's questionable, um, then it would take a little bit off. And I think they're still even at their price at nine point eight k and nine k, he can still go up and have a big game because uh, they tend to do that together a lot. Um, well, most sometimes from what I've seen in the past. But um, other than that, um, there's no one else in the Clippers I could really consider playing. Um, maybe Rondo in tournaments. Um, but but his minutes are still iffy, um, and he, we're not really sure about him. But other than that, if if Kawhi's out, Paul George, he has to be played. Um, but I would I would still be probably a little bit under the field on him just because of the matchup. All right, um, Morris is interesting, but like he's kind of priced where he should be. Um, I don't know. Is this a spot like we're potentially taking like a tournament shot on Terrence Mann? Yeah, you can. I think you can. Um, just because if the game is going to be a blow, if it does end up being non competitive, Terrence Mann will definitely get the run regardless of whether it's a blowout or not. So he's kind of in a way blowout proof. And I like the market, I like the Morris call. Um, because what I think Crowder's out already, yeah, crowd or questionable, but he hasn't played a couple games, so I don't think he's going to play. Um, I, I like Marcus Morris a lot, um, especially, like I said, if Kawhi's out, he's going to get a lot of the uses to and probably be the second primary scoring option. Um, Yeah, and then on the Phoenix side of things, like, I mean, you can always take shots on, like, Booker, Paul, Aiton in tournaments, but, like, there's, there's probably going to be better options in this range. Yeah, I, I definitely agree um, with you for sure. Um, but if this game is competitive, I think you're going to need – then you're going to see a big game out of one of the two. 
Um, and my guess for this, my my lean towards this game would be Chris Paul, uh, just because I don't see them having really someone that could really guard him um, all that well. Um, so Chris Paul would be my my call to 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 go to lean more towards the tournaments, and also he's cheaper at seven point six k on DK. Uh, I know you were saying before Tory Craig was getting a lot of minutes, so that's something I know that they can probably uh, employ out there and use. Um, but but other than that, there's not really much on them on the on the what's on the Phoenix Suns I would probably target besides maybe even um McCall McCall Bridges too as well at five point two K. All right, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Um favorite play under five K to go seven X. I'm sure there'll be a lot more by the time um the slate extra rolls around. <laughs> yeah, definitely for sure. Um Favorite play under 5K. I am going to go with um, the person we talked about earlier before briefly, uh, Lou Williams. All right, so I'm on I'm on the same, like, like thought process. I'm going to go Chris Dunn. This is extremely risky. I could have used him as my Let's Get Weird GPP play of the day. But they need bodies, especially, uh, like, all right, if – if we get some news on like the flip side for Atlanta, maybe Goodwin plays and then like, all right, maybe done, but like there's a road for Dunn to play 20 to 25 minutes here, assuming that he's fully healthy, which I, everything I've read says he's healthy. Um, you know, obviously he's coming off of an ankle injury, but I think, I think this is a spot you could like really take a shot in tournaments, but we'll see. Um, and it could easily put up five fantasy points and crush you. So um, don't tweet me. Over 8K to go under 5X. Uh, who's your bust at the top today? So many options for that title. I would... Whew. I'm going to say... Oh, gosh. I don't even. Oof. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Bradley Beal. <laughs> I'm gonna say Bradley Beal on on, on uh, with that DK price. Bradley Beal. Yeah, I'm gonna go and bead just because I don't think that game is gonna stay close. Um, and they've been very careful with his minutes here recently, especially in games that haven't stayed close. So. I think he's the first guy off the floor if this game doesn't stay close. So I'm going to go and beat as my bus. Uh, who's your favorite 6X play on this slate? See, in this one, I'm going to go out. Um, actually, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, yeah, it's a little bit different. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Brandon Ingram against New Orleans, against the Denver Nuggets. All right. I like it. Um, I'm going to go kind of a little off the board here and say uh, Valanciunas because I do think Nurkic is going to sit on the second end of a back-to-back and Cancer would be a really good matchup for Valanciunas and I could see him having a monster game here. So I'm going to go Valanciunas. Um, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Uh, there was someone actually I thought about that slipped my mind too. Goodness gracious. Uh, where is it? Okay. This is depending on how healthy he is and what the coach wants to do. But 
I would keep it in that same game that you just mentioned and go Jared Jackson. I'm going to go with Andre Drummond. It'd be interesting to see what his ownership is. And like, this might be a non sub 10% guy, but it is a 10 game slate. Um, I, I really like Drummond in this spot. And I think with Anthony Davis being back, it could help keep his ownership down here. So I really like Drummond um, going up against Washington. Um, it's a spot that I had circled before we started. Okay. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, pay attention to news. Um, I think that's going to be very, very important on the slate today. Um, and I know we know, and we know we normally give our contest. I think also a good contest tomorrow is a $44 on FanDuel for 100K up top, where you get max entry at 150. That's a good contest to get in tomorrow on a 10-game slate. Um, have a shot at making six figures tomorrow on a, on a nice little slate. That's going to be a little bit of a headache, but I think it's um, if you pay attention to, to news, you'll be you'll be good to go. Um, yeah, like you're always paying attention to basketball news, but you have got to be on your computer right now because news matters so much more right now than any other time because there's just so much that's changing each and every day um and there's so much that's changing by the minute so if you're playing nba you really got to be on your computer like 30 minutes before lock and adjusting to everything that's coming out and then adjusting through the night like that's the best advice i can give you you got to adjust your lineups through the night you can't just seven o'clock rolls around i'm done you got to be ready and adjust um so yeah yeah, let's get out of here. Um, that's going to wrap it up here for the basketball podcast. Will and Justin will be back tomorrow. Um, if you're looking for the baseball podcast, it is in the iTunes feed and the RG Morning Grind feed as well. So make sure you're checking that out as well. Thanks for coming on, Dre. Good luck, everyone. And we'll see you guys again tomorrow.